Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Oh, I love having you guys all back here where we get gritty. We talk about the grace that we all need to give not only to ourselves, but to everyone else in our world and celebrate the glitz, the things that we were doing every day to continue to show up, to move the envelope, to continue to move forward and make big things happen. And let me tell you, we have someone on Grit, Grace, and Glitz today who I am so excited, who is going to drop you so many golden nuggets. I just know it. When you hear her story, all of everything that she's been through from trauma to triumph and just all of the things, um, I am absolutely so lucky to be connected with her in a mastermind. Chelsea um, Houston, she's an entrepreneur. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's a budding podcast host, and she's a mother of two. She's truly a powerhouse who's conquered a lot of tough moments in her life, but she continues to shine just with her beautiful smile and just the way she shows up in life. She's the entrepreneur of a small construction company, which is right up my alley, as most of you know, in a really male-dominated field. Um, And she continues to inspire many, proving that grit and resilience can truly build a foundation, not only in our construction company, but just in life and success. She's so much more than a survivor. She's a force of nature, ready to teach so many people she touches and comes in contact with of how to transform all of their challenges into victories and emerge even stronger than ever. Drop the mic, Chelsea. We're so excited mm-hmm. to have you here. Girl, I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I just, I love when women come together. You and I would have never known each other unless we both joined this mastermind. And it just really shows you about the power of connection and the power of building people into your life. And when I found out you were involved with construction, I'm like, oh my goodness, we're instantly, you know, instantly there was this gravitation to be like, I can't wait to learn more about her. And then to be able to bring you on this podcast and talk about being in a male dominated world and some of the trauma and all of the things in between, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but let's start there. Let's kind of unpack that a little bit, Chelsea. What advice would you have for people looking to bounce back from a setback um, and maybe even share some setbacks that you've had in your own life? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, so what, can I share two and how I've approached them differently? Yes. Okay. So 20 years ago, I went through some pretty intense trauma. I was in South America and I, my, um, Spanish, I was studying abroad because I have a Spanish degree. So I was studying abroad and my Spanish professor down there, um, drugged me, raped me and left me in an abandoned house in South America alone. And it was like, so traumatic and so crazy. And like, I remember waking up alone on this gross mattress on the floor by myself, had no clue where I was like, what the hell just happened? Had these 
flashbacks from the night before for being like so ill, but seeing little snippets of it. And I, I literally had to get out of that. I got a taxi and I went back to school in the same clothes I was the same before. And I looked, I had to look at him and let me tell you that I shoved that down. I didn't tell a soul until recently, like 20 years of shoving that trauma, like really intense trauma. I could have been killed or some, you know, it could have been even worse. And I shoved it down, locked the key, locked it, threw away the key, nothing. I did no work. And at that point, like I hadn't done any work on myself at all, none. So that's my, was my coping mechanism for this super traumatic thing that happened is like shove it down, tell, not tell a soul bye. So and that, hold on, let me pause you there yes. for one moment, Chelsea. Did you know this person? Yeah, he, I had actually met, I had traveled to South America um, the year before with my university and studied at this academia. And so, yes, I, he was a teacher then. And then I went back by myself for three months the following year. And yeah, he, I, I don't even know it. It's so messed up. And he, I think he does it. He's like a predator teacher. He does this to a lot of students. And it's just like, uh, what? And yeah, I never told the, you know, the principal or the owner of the place. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. Wow. And I'm sure so many listeners, and I want to hear your second story, but so many listeners right now are thinking about things that they've pushed down or they've shoved down and expressed and forgot about, but you know, we talk a lot about trauma and then it really will rear, rear its ugly head. Yeah. Sometimes when you least expect it, especially if you repress it and push it down. Oh, totally. And we understand that that's a very typical coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. However, it actually can almost do more damage than, you know what I mean? Than just dealing it on. Yeah. And I think I didn't really think of it for many, many, many years, but then like not, not too long ago, the last few years, I'd be laying in bed at night and be like, why? what, why did you, how did you somehow get yourself in that situation? How you could have been killed. Like it could have been so you were there alone. Like, you know what I mean? There's so many things that could have happened. And it's, and I started trying, I started laying there like beating myself up and it's like, no, again, we did not do that. We did not choose to have that happen to us. Right. It happened. And they, you know, take their power away and don't have shame, don't have guilt about it because we would never have chosen for these things to happen to us. But, you know, stop like beating yourself up about it and making it seem like it was your fault because it wasn't. Never, ever, ever, ever. We have to stop like, like even having those thoughts go through our head. However, it's normal. So someone that's listening to this right now is saying, I've been through a similar situation or I have like, I've been blaming myself for the last 20 years. And this is a reminder. This is a safe space. And this is where we get gritty and we talk about tough things, but reminding that Chelsea's not alone and no one else that's listening to this is alone either. And we hope Mm -hmm. you recognize on Grit and Gliss, this is allowing you to have that safe space. So thank you for sharing that so vulnerably. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I know you've had to do a lot of unpacking of that. And mm-hmm. especially when you have to like kind of press rewind for 20 years. Yeah, for sure. And I honestly, I probably still have a lot more healing to do. And then like recently it, those feelings of powerlessness came back up recently. I was in a really horrible lawsuit for the last two and a half years. And it was by far the worst thing I've ever gone through in my life. Um, and it, I got so low that I was just like, I don't think I, I don't know how I'm going to make it day to day. Like I'd wake up in hives. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Like my entire life's falling apart. My kids are saying, mommy, are we going to lose our house? 
you know, they're like trying to give me their $12 to be like, mommy, you need this money more than I do. And I mean, for two and a half years of that, it was truly emotional trauma and just hell and the heaviness and just depression I dealt with. But I, in both of these situations, I felt powerless, right? But how it shows how I dealt with this more recent situation is I finally one day woke up and I'm like, you are not okay. You are not okay. You cannot make it through this unless you suck it up and figure this out and take care of yourself. And so I called a therapist. I'm like, I'm not okay. I I'm one morning. I remember messaging, um, my husband, um, didn't have a job at the time. So we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember messaging my girlfriend, who's a therapist. And I said, Hey, are there like places you can get cheap therapy? If you don't have money right now, you know, you don't have like financial, um, you know, money. And she was like, honey, I can tell you need help. I got you. Here's like, you know, she gave me the stupid cheap rate for like six sessions. And I was like, literally, thank you. Oh my God. And so I, I did that. I, um, you know, started working out. I started eating healthier. I stopped drinking. I didn't drink a lot, but I like reduced that. And I'm like, because if I don't feel good physically, I, well, I have to take care of myself physically to even like function mentally and be dealing with this hell right now. So it like, it's interesting to me how as like a 40 year old woman and, you know, I've been dealing with this last few years, but I've done a lot of work on myself and a lot of development on myself, you know, the last quite a few years. So it's interesting to me how I deal with trauma now versus 20 years ago, right? Like it's to this, the feelings of powerlessness are coming up. But now I'm, I know what I have to do to heal what, I mean, and I'm still healing from it. Right. But to be okay and know that I'm going to make it through, even though you think those things are going to break you, you, when you're in it, you're like, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't right. go on. I cannot do this, but I want to tell your listeners. Cause I know so many people can relate. Cause that's the one guarantee of the human experience is adversity. And we will all go through hard times for sure. But it's like, when you're in it, you have to find a way to take care of yourself, get help, talk to somebody because you will make it through and you will be so much stronger on the back end. Like you really will, but it doesn't feel like it when you're in it. It's really <laughs> hard, right? And I know well, and so many people think feel about that how way. How far you've come in such a short amount of time, Chelsea. Like think about how much progress you made, but you know, you mm -hmm. go back to the pivotal part of it where you mm -hmm. had that like wall kicking moment where you were mm -hmm. like, I need to work on me and I need to yeah. be selfish and I might mm -hmm. need to say no. Yes. Um, and let's talk a little bit about people that, cause I'm sure a lot of my listeners are, you know, the A type. I want to volunteer. I yep. want to do this. I want to do that. That end up having a hard time saying no, and then end up ultimately feeling overwhelmed. Cause I'm sure at that point yeah. you're like, I'm supposed to be a mom and I'm supposed to be a wife and I'm supposed to be producing income, but I really mm -hmm. need to take care of myself first. Eddie's tips or advice for people? Yeah, it's boundaries. I love talking about this because, you know, being a woman, it's such a stigma that, you know, I think it's slowly changing, but I think it's always been said, like, if you take care of yourself, you're selfish, you're a bad mom, you're a bad wife, you're a bad blah, blah, blah. Right. That's such crap. I'm sorry. It is. And so really we have to make sure that we feel okay. Like I, I go to bed really early. I'm like an old grandma. I love it. I'm in bed 8.30 or 9 every night, but I'm up early. I go to the gym. I that that 
I found is like one of the biggest things is to just set that. And that's a non-negotiable, get my butt to the gym that sets the tone for my day. Then I'm eating healthy. Then I'm, it just makes me feel better in general. Um, recently I, in December, so about a month in, I've, I quit drinking just because I was, I didn't drink a lot at all. Like I'd have two drinks, let's say. And then the next day I would have a horrific headache until I went to bed. And I'm like dying. I'm like, I feel horrible. And I have so much stuff going on each day. I can't afford to feel like that. And then I'm cranky with my kids. And I'm like, this is holding me back. Like, what am I even doing to myself? It, it's right. just not serving where I'm at in life right now. So I said, and you know I what? know our I'm mastermind done. actually kind of unpacked that over one of our messenger yeah. threads. Like, yeah. and you know, again, no, no, um, judging anyone, right? Oh Whether no. You know, having a glass of wine every night. Yes. I love wine. Oh my God. I love wine. <laughs> Whatever it is, but I will say I've been in the same position where, yeah. you know, I, you know, just, I never like for the past while, I just don't really enjoy it anymore the way that I used to. And it just, yeah. and I wake up, I don't feel as sharp. I don't feel, feel yeah. as I skip the gym because I got it's a headache. Funny, though, and... One or two glasses of wine will do. Yeah. And again, this podcast is not condemning anyone that does. Oh, no. Individual preferences. Yeah. And what yeah. I, is I show up better when I don't. Yes. And it doesn't mean that I will never have a glass of wine here Absolutely. or have a, sh- a good glass of champagne at a wedding or whatever. Heck yeah. But I really have to pick and choose these days. Well, and drinking is not bad at all. Like if I don't care, I love to drink, honestly, like I love a margarita. I love a glass of wine, but it's, it's almost like I felt like my body was becoming allergic to it because I yes. would, I was drinking such a small amount and I would feel like so bad. And like, what? I used to drink way more than this, like back in the day, but like now I'm like just barely. And it, but it truly, I was like, did I become allergic to alcohol somehow? Or right. it's like messing with me. So it's just well, like, I, I don't feel it's yeah. almost like you're putting poisoning, especially if you're not doing it as often. Yeah, maybe, maybe way. it hits you harder like or it something. Just, it's like, know. oh my, it's like someone that has never, like, I haven't eaten like red meat in probably 20 years, right? And if I had a steak right now, I'd probably get like violently sick. You probably right? would, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just like, hey, listen, your body's not used to it. It's something that's foreign, right? Yeah, yeah. Come back to like almost being babies again that we kind have of. to slowly work these like things back into our lives. But yeah, but I know you've come up with such a good routine and it's such a good way to like really start your day. And like, I just, I commend you for everything that you're doing because there really is a balance between your ambition because you're so ambitious and your personal and family life. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you balance all of that and stay organized and do everything that you're doing? Especially, you know, you just came off of this lawsuit and like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's just been a lot yeah. to yeah. unpack. Yeah, it's um, and we kind of talked about this in our mastermind yesterday. It's there there are days you have the mom guilt and you're like, Oh man, I'm here. And I, you know, for work or something. And I, Oh, I'm missing something with my kid or whatever. And that's just having conversations. So really ultimately I want my kids, my, I have two sons. I want them to look at me and say, mommy worked her is a hard worker. She's smart. She's out there killing her, you know, going after her goals and she, and they're proud of me. That's all I want. And so, yes, I do all that stuff, but you have to draw the line too. And you have to have time and spend time 
doing fun things. I really try to think of like making memories. So where can we go? What can we do? That's making really good memories that we'll always remember. It, it doesn't, you know, and even some of the small stuff too, like, Hey, you want to go play whatever with, you know, with your kids, we take Uno every time we go out to eat and we're like, laughing because my seven-year-old always beats us in uno somehow like legitimately i'm like okay um but you you have to set boundaries and two two um for me example for example i always get like for work i have bankers and insurance people that always hey can i take you out to coffee and see how you know get to know you okay that's so sweet but like no i i don't have time. I'm not switching banks and I'm not switching insurance. And it's a, it truly is a waste of my time. And I realize right. that now back in the day, I'm like, yes, I said yes to everybody. But I, I think as women, we need to ask ourselves, we have so much going on. We have to say whatever I'm being asked to do is that moving the needle on my business in a good way and something I really connect with and feel aligned with, then yes, I'll be there. Or is it just something that my soul is like, yes. If somebody asks you to do something for work or personal and you're like, oh gosh, I like, ugh. it would, you know, in your gut, it just, you right. just going to like go, then just say no. And you know, is a complete sentence. I'm always like so nice. And I feel like I have to like explain it and I feel bad, but I'm sorry. No, thank you. Or I have previous commitments is a fine answer. So you almost, you really need to protect your time and pull it back, pull it yes. back a little bit. And like you said, the, the, you know, I think like, as we, you know, are in our forties and, you know, you start to like get that time, you realize how valuable this time is too. And yes. like, if it's not serving you mm-hmm. and ultimately it's not going to serve the other person who's asking you to serve them, if you're not a hundred percent showing yeah. up. So I always ask myself that question. I say, listen, am I going to be able to show up and give my 100% to this person? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then although that no with a period, right, is hard to say, it's much easier to say than to get on the phone or go meet for the coffee Mm -hmm. and do it and feel like you're not really showing up as your authentic self. That feels way worse. And quite frankly, the person on the receiving end is really getting like, just not the best version of you. And who wants to show up that way? Exactly. Yeah. You have to, you have to look at what you're filling your time with and make the priorities and you set, you set the life, you set your life. Nobody else, don't let anybody else or others stuff be, you know, setting the tone of your life. And I get like, it's hard. We all have, you know, if you have kids, you're probably running them around to sports like a million times and it's, (laughs) it's hard it's right. like I drop them off and then I got an hour to, you know, run around and then I got to go back and do this. It's, it is, and then by it's time chaotic. You actually get the time to run around. It's like 43 minutes and you're like, yeah. what am I going to, I can't I, even do a good grocery shopping trip. I that. know. It's like ridiculous. One thing I plan my meals each week. I'm, I'm a f- psychotic organized freak and I love it. Like I, I am so organized. I plan my meals each week. I do the grocery order online. I spend way less money, but I know it's not like 7 PM and we're wandering around the kitchen. Like what's for dinner? that does not serve anybody. And then you're planning healthier meals. You're only shopping for what you need. Yes. Stuff like that. You have to plan my kids lunch. Lunch I make them Monday through Wednesday and people like you make their sandwiches on Sunday for Wednesday. And I'm like, yes, I do. And I was like, you know what? If the bread gets a little soggy, I was like, they're going to learn some good life lessons, right? They'll roll up the meat and the cheese or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they, You know, like everything within reason, you know, we got to show up and do the best for us. And like, what's going to make our weeks easier? Exactly. 
and yep. having like the broccoli steamed and the hard boiled eggs in the fridge or whatever mm-hmm. that may be, yep. being able to to do that appropriately. And it's, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. So I love how organized you are. I love everything that like you're just going after. So let's talk a little bit about you still have your construction business. You're yep. going after speaking. Talk to the, the listeners a little bit about that. How can they follow you? How can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, and, and maybe you could also just, you know, before we, we, you know, end this just a little bit about women or men who are listening to this, who are in, um, you know, uh, you know, they're in roles where it's either really male dominated or really mm-hmm. female dominated mm-hmm. and how that can, how those, cha- how you've overcome some of those challenges. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, there's only like 10% women in construction. And then I think owners are way less than that. But in, and honestly, I've met a lot of women that have been in construction for 20, 30 plus years. They are the ones that have really paved the way. They were in it way before, like it was a thing and there was women in construction week and blah, blah, blah. Right. They, and, and I'm not on job sites every day. I'm in the office, but to me, I, I really see it as an advantage, honestly. Like I, if, if I put on my hard hat and I go walk around a site, like, I'm sorry, but I'm getting noticed. Cause I'm just like walking around, you know, and I, and I'm going into trailers and introducing myself and like, I'm just confident in it. And, but people have really, they respect me because I just am who I am and I'm honest and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not, but I think if you're in a field that's dominated by another gender, like I think how can you use your skills that you bring to to the table as an advantage? Like my employees say that I'm the best boss they quote never had because they're like, no one cared about the guys in the field ever. Like we've worked for all the big companies. No one cared about us, but you do. And you go out of your way to like, want us to be good, want us to be cared for, you know, have a collaborative environment. Like, you know, and it's, it's really cool that I didn't like, try to do that. It's just me, right. but they notice it. It's just different. And, you know, right. so, and, and they have said, you know, they love it. So. And how much like harder is it to, to make those little bit of efforts, but the world's a difference it makes totally. to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To be able to show up and whether it's showing up at a job site with some, you know, I don't know whether it's donuts or pretzels or exactly, you know, whatever yeah. it is in just showing up and thanking them for the job well done. And so mm-hmm. often they're not given, you know what I mean? That level of respect. So yeah. I totally agree with you. Like just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're in a male dominated woman, be yourself, woman, whatever, just be you show up yep. and just absorb yourself in there. And I always say, yeah. listen, the day it starts bothering me that I am one of, you know, the the only woman, you know, maybe sitting around a board table sometimes, or yeah. the only female that's on a job set, or the only female that's doing a leadership training mm-hmm. is the day I probably shouldn't be there when I feel exactly. that way. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Cause it yep. means it's it's getting to me. And I'm not really again showing up as my authentic self and just saying, hey, listen, yeah. I value to give. Exactly. So at the end of the day, let's give that value. Let's let's yep. go and do that and for it. I know you do that constantly in your life, not only with your family, but also, you know what I mean, in mm-hmm. in all of the other sombreros that you wear in life. <laughs> so with that being said, Chelsea, anything you have for our listeners in closing? Um, I would just say, so I, my, uh, book is coming out. It's called real vibes only unapologetic confessions of a hot mess mompreneur. 
it's I, it's a bunch of stories, summer, traumatic summer, kind of in the middle, summer lighter, just juicy, real, raw, vulnerable stuff. I And I wrote it in hopes that it will inspire women to, first off, own their truth, own their story. Don't live in shame for whatever you've gone through in life. But, you know, share what it is that you, you know, go out and chase your dreams, but like share your story with other people so we can all have community because you are not alone and we all are going through hard times. So I'm hoping that I'm giving women permission to step into who they really are and lose the shame, lose the guilt, lose all the stuff. Like I talk about crazy stuff my kids have done. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff and I hope people will read it and be like, oh, I can totally relate to that. You know what I mean? And, and I'm, I'm not a perfect mom at all. And I don't want to be, I'm not a perfect person in any way, but it's just per, it does perfect actually even exist. Well, there's still like, people out per- there that are acting so many like different it. definitions. I yeah. know. It's like, know. stop the Instagram. Like, like I just can't where you, they seem to appear perfect. And then they make the rest of us feel bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's like, no, but I, I want women to just, yeah, be real, authentic, vulnerable, and be like, I'm a hot mess. Yep. Okay. You too. Cool. Let's do this yep. together. Right. Yep. I mean, that's I what I want. Those, those are the posts I get the most engagement on when I Me remind too. people like that I wore two different shoes or that I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like spilled my coffee down my white shirt right before a board meeting or like yep. whatever it yeah. is. Like <laughs> people want to know the real. And that's like the beautiful part about like the, like show the behind the scenes. Exactly. Show who you yeah. are and be vulnerable. So, you know what? With that being said, being gritty, giving ourselves grace, reminding, yep to celebrate the glitz, whether it's the, 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 the impromptu, you know, thing, things behind the scene, or it's the glorious things like your book coming out, which I cannot wait to read. I'm Thank so you. excited. I think everyone's going to want to grab a coffee, but please go to the show notes, follow Chelsea. Let's light her up. Let's, let's connect with her. Let's show her what an amazing community we are here at Grace and Glitz. Share this podcast with someone else. Someone else needs to hear Chelsea's voice. Go put a rating in. I would love to have it. And just want to thank you again, Chelsea, for coming on Grit, Grace and Glitz and showing up with all of your grit, all of your grace and sprinkling glitz amongst all of our listeners today. Oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Cheers. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz.